Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Y'all. Whether your kids are in homeschool, remote school, returning to a classroom, or a hybrid, there's something universal for all of us. Back to school means back to endless snacking. Oh my gosh, that is the truth. I mean, listen, we know that kids snack constantly all year round, but back to school season has a shifting from easy summer fruits and popsicles to packable snacks that work grab and go, whether the kids are grabbing and going from the kitchen to their workspace, from the kitchen to the backyard, or maybe they're going back to their school building. Also, despite this being the strangest back to school season ever, we love that back to school always gives us an opportunity for a reset including finding new snack options. I love new snacks. And our latest favorite find is Bada Bean Bada Boom, a super crunchy vegan gluten and soy-free snack made of roasted broad beans. It comes in 13 delicious flavors, including buffalo wing, everything bagel, nacho cheese, my personal favorite, sweet cinnamon, and Megan's favorite, Zesty Ranch. Honestly, my kids cannot believe that these tasty snacks are made of beans. And I can't believe that a snack this delicious has 7 grams of protein and 5 grams of fiber per serving. All with a crunch that rivals potato chips. Seriously, listen for yourselves. Bada Bean Bada Boom is perfect packed in a lunchbox for kids or stashed in your home office snack drawer or gym bag. Or really, anywhere else you might need to grab a delicious high-protein snack. Go to badabeansnacks.com backslash didn't I just feed you to get 25% off your order. That's B-A-D-A-B-E-A-N-S-N-A-C-K-S dot com slash didn't I just feed you for 25% off at checkout. Healthy snacking has never been simpler. Someone asked me on Instagram recently, like, do you ever get tired of cooking? And the answer is absolutely yes. But I have some tools like freezer meals that let me like plan for not 
wanting to cook and having sort of like a gift from my past self to my future self who doesn't want to cook anymore. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Welcome to this week's episode of Didn't I Just Feed You, where we're going to talk about freezer meals. Freezer meals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this came up in our listeners group. And actually, the context was about a combination of new baby, I think, and also maybe preparing for another level of lockdown? I think actually there's like four or five different threads where people for various reasons are like, they're traveling, but their spouse is still in town and has to feed their family, or they have a sick parent or sick relative or sick neighbor. They're welcoming a new baby, renovating a kitchen. Um, Yes, preparing for a second lockdown, which I'm not going to speculate on whether that's going to happen or not going to happen. But I do think that having recipes or meals in your back pocket that you can prep for your freezer or even do that thing where you like cook one, two big batches of it and eat one for now and freeze one for later is like so helpful in so many seasons of life. So I am stoked that we're talking about this. I totally agree. I think also just in general, this season, even if we weren't going through a global pandemic, you know, back to school with holidays, cold and flu season. There's just always a lot on our plates, parents in particular, this time of year. Yes. And I just think doing whatever you can this year, especially to just create space for you to be able to either tap out, take a breath, And not feel like you're carrying the weight of having to go into the kitchen every night at whatever o'clock to drum up yet another meal for your family is really helpful. Maybe in that time you can read a book or take a hot shower for yourself or bake holiday cookies, you know, just anything. Scroll Instagram. Scroll Insta. <laughs> watch I'm, Real Housewives. I'm, like, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to take 30 minutes to just rest and relax. And then like 25 minutes later, I'm like, oh, I've just been on Instagram. Yeah. This it's time. funny because whenever we have those moments, you always bring up scrolling Instagram. And yes. I always bring up Real Housewives. So yes. everybody now knows exactly how you and I love to waste time most. It is our <laughs> like, truth. Those are our things. But I'm so glad you mentioned the thing of like how busy we are, because that's the other thing we don't think about or talk about enough with freezer meals is like cooking fatigue, which is so, so real for so many of us right now. I mean, maybe everybody is tired of cooking. I'm going to make that generalization. And someone asked me on Instagram recently, like, what, like, do you ever get tired of cooking? And the answer is absolutely yes. But I have some tools like freezer meals that let me like plan for not wanting to cook and having sort of like a backup, a gift from my past self to my future self who doesn't want to cook anymore. So lots of reasons, lots of reasons to make freezer meals. Okay. Is there like some preamble to freezer meals? I feel like I have a strong, I hold a very strong opinion if you're taking meals to other people that um, you should package it in disposable slash recyclable containers, especially like new parents or someone who's sick. They don't need to wash and return your like favorite glass Tupperware containers. Yes, 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 yes. I'm here for that. Yeah, I was going to talk about packing things up. Uh, To be completely frank, 
I used to only cook things in those foil trays or pack yeah. things up in recyclable, uh, disposable, whatever you have access to containers for other people. And for myself, I would freeze in washable things. Yeah. But I've got to admit, lately, I'm also using <laughs> recyclable containers because if I'm grabbing a freezer meal, that's like a flag to me that like I'm also really needing something that is no work for myself. Yes. You don't want to be washing the dishes afterwards. Too. Listen, my husband does that, but not everybody has a partner who can or is able or is around at dinner time or kids that help. Of course, we have a really great episode with Kendra of the Lazy Genius about in employing everyone who with whom you live to help you with cooking and cleaning and getting people to pitch in. But sometimes everybody needs a break. <laughs> and I think that's fair, especially yes. these days. I, you know, one thing that I like to do is get those like take and toss containers. I actually think that's a brand name, but you know that like there's also the store brand ones, which are like very inexpensive. Usually you can buy them like in a three pack. Um, I keep them in our garage and I use them specifically for this. And I'm very explicit to people like, hey, I do not need or want these containers back. But if you want to reuse them, like feel free to fold them into your, your stash of containers or just recycle these, which sometimes feels like a little less wasteful than doing the foil pans and stuff. If you want, uh, if you want a better in between, but no judgment either way, we've already given this permission slip in another recent episode, but like now is the time where it's okay to choose some single use things. If it helps make life easier, we're preserving our sanity above all things right now. Yeah. I do want to say, make a note about foil containers that it's true if you do a casserole that has a lot of cheesy or caked on stuff, it's going to be hard to rinse, to recycle. But sometimes foil containers are good, especially if you're making like a big batch of stew, soup. It can be trickier at first just to pack up and get in a freezer. So it depends if you have room to lay it flat. But the good thing about it is that, you know, a soup and a stew is going to rinse off and then you can recycle those foil containers. Yes. Thank you so. for saying that. The other thing that's really important, if you're taking food to freezer meals to other people, please, please label what it is and also put a label with cooking instructions on it. Not just like a paper that comes in the bag with all the other stuff you drop off, but in case, because it happens, <laughs> that casserole gets lost in the abyss of your friend's freezer and they find it three months later and they're really excited. They don't have to like question how to cook the thing that you prepared for them and they will just love you just as much when they a hundred percent oh my gosh i lose everything that isn't attached to something else very important <laughs> <laughs> like that's just the oh, rule so much right now too with like school paperwork and yes 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 okay are those all the tenants of taking food to other people, freezer food to other people, Stacey, or did I forget anything? No, I think those are the those are good basics. And then I think that as we go through meal ideas, we can talk about the various ways that you can freeze in different stages. I think that yeah. part of what people get concerned about or don't like about freezer meals is that they think it has to all be like baked pastas and casseroles. And the truth 
is that you can freeze meals in different stages. And that kind of opens up your repertoire, your freezer meal repertoire. So for example, you wouldn't want to freeze a stir fry that you've already cooked, but you can freeze a stir fry kit. And that is our from a casserole. It also means that you're going to have to open it up and cook something. And so they serve different purposes. It's not just a like pop it in the oven and forget it kind of thing, but it's still super quick because all the prep is already done for you. So have you ever done these stir fry kits that you freeze? I've never done a stir fry kit, but I have done like a taco kit where the meat is is brown and seasoned, but then there's like onions and peppers that can be cooked separately. And like the cheese is frozen, but it's not frozen on the tortillas or anything like that. So yes, I love a kit. And also they're usually way less expensive than buying like a freezer meal from the freezer section in the grocery store. So another reason to make them. I love stir fry kits because also you can prep it and you don't have to cook the meat because the whole idea behind a stir fry is that it's really high heat, super quick. So you can just cut chicken, pork, or steak into thin strips. And then you can put everything literally in one food storage bag. Yes. Now. Yes. Okay. So when I say that, actually, let me clarify. You would put like the chicken on the bottom and then like snow peas, red peppers, onions, all cut in a similar like size and shape. So everything's pretty much uniform. And then a lot of people will actually even add their stir fry sauce to the bag as well. And that totally works. I'm going to tell you, though, I don't do that. So I love those little plastic containers. You often see them from restaurant takeout or like, you know, if you go to like a deli and you get like salads to go, those little plastic containers that, you know, we use in restaurant prep too. It's like a condiment container. Yeah. And they, they come in all different sizes, like a pint, a larger one. I love those and we'll link to them because you can get them easily on Amazon. And I will freeze a stir fry sauce separately in a baggie or in a small one of those. Yeah. Or people do those little like snack bags, the smaller zip top bags so that they can put like all of the parts of the stir fry in one gallon bag. But then that gallon bag has like a quart size bag with veggies and a snack size bag with the sauce. Right. Right. Some people put it all together, but and it does work. But I think that when you put it all together, too much of your sauce is going to cook off in the time that it takes for everything else to cook. Yeah. You know, and then otherwise you're trying to like parse it out. Thinking about stir fried sauces with your stir fry kit is making me think about how a lot of people marinate meat and then put the whole thing like the pork tenderloin, the chicken breasts inside the marinade Ziploc bag and then freeze it. How do you feel about freezing meat in a marinade? Okay, this is hard because how I feel is at at conflict with what I know to be good advice. Yes, (laughs) I'm not here for this technique, I think a lot of people over marinate their meat and that like in that, like freezing it and thawing it, it's going to end up having like a very weird texture from all the acid from the marinade. But... I know that a lot of people do that. So I don't, it's like, it's like the mini chopper from the equipment episode. Like, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. If that's a technique that works for you and you're fine with the texture (laughs) of it, go forth and freezer marinate. But I am not into it. 
Yeah, I'm not into it either for all the reasons you said. So I want to give a little tip because I do know that it's very... Oh, okay. I love it. Tell yeah, what it's to do very instead. popular. So what you would want to do if you really feel like you want to freeze your meat in a marinade, do not add the acid to your marinade. And I would put very little salt and oh, make brilliant. notes on the bag itself because I still don't love the texture you're going to get even with like... I don't know, garlic, ginger, soy sauce, a little bit of sesame oil, but it won't break the meat down in the thawing process the same way that salt and acid will. Yeah. So you're going to get a better, you know, your meat is going to be better. But part of the thing is that the acid, the salt, whether it's lemon juice or buttermilk, tenderizes the meat. So what you want to do is thaw it and then ideally let it sit for like 15 or 20 minutes right before cooking when you like add the acid and salt, then let it sit for a few minutes and then cook it. If you don't have that 20 minutes once it's thawed for it to sit and for the acid to do its work tenderizing the meat, that's okay. It's not the end of the world. I still think in the end, you get a better texture. So we're just generally team freeze your meat and freeze your sauce separately. You can still get ahead by making your sauce in advance. Totally. But because here's the thing, I don't, we, neither Stacey nor I want to like tell you to freeze things and then have it be like the same quality as a freezer meal from the grocery aisle because you deserve better. Totally. (laughs) You deserve better. Um, Okay. What other kids can we do besides stir fry, besides tacos? What are some other like meal kits that you can assemble and stash in the freezer? Well, you know, so I'm really a big fan of freezing ground meat, yes. <laughs> ground dark meat, turkey, ground beef, ground pork, uh, ground sausage. And I uh, like you can't you forgot ground chicken. You have a whole book chicken. on chicken. <laughs> you forgot to mention wah, chicken. Wah. The chicken lady <laughs> failed. Um, <laughs> but I like, well, OK, I'll tell you why I did that, because ground okay. chicken, I actually think I like to freeze it with seasoning. And I was going to say with the other things, I don't necessarily season with anything more than salt and pepper because it makes it a little bit more flexible. Ground chicken, I do feel like, and ground turkey, although ground turkey, I find a little bit more flexible because it's dark meat. So you want to look for dark meat chicken to get that kind of flavor where you're going to be able to just salt and pepper it and go. A lot of people get lean ground chicken. And that's, that's tough. That's, (laughs) you want to really like, you want some flavor. You deserve better. You deserve better. (laughs) Okay. But either way, your ground meat, we have a whole ground meat episode and there are a ton of ways that you can flavor it and season it, sauce it up and then freeze it. But when you just season it with salt and pepper, maybe a little garlic, if you're dealing with turkey or chicken to give it a little extra oomph, then it can go in so many more things from tacos to taco salads to um, what else? Sloppy Joe's, loose meat salad, shepherd's pie. There's just a lot you can do with it. Now, you can also, again, we talked about stages. You can also cook the ground meat and put it in a kit for Sloppy Joe's and freeze that or make loose meat sandwiches and wrap those up too. So it just depends on how ready to heat and eat you want your meal to be. Yes. I'm so glad you mentioned Sloppy Joe's and loose meat sandwiches because those are a great thing to, to, I like to pre-cook them and then stash the meat in the, the, 
freezer and then you just have to reheat it and toast some buns and dinner is done. Have you ever like frozen them as a sandwich? No. Can you do that? I think you can. I want to try. I've never done it. I've seen okay. people do it, but is I it think too you much can do pressure it. to ask you to try it before this episode airs. Uh, no, <laughs> I've definitely frozen other sandwiches. I have a couple of recipes on kitchen. One is like a frozen club sandwich. So it has like cheese and bacon on it. And it's really delicious. And then breakfast sandwiches. I often yeah. build in advance and freeze. Which All I, right. Okay. Can I just say, I want to know what you are going to say first. You want to talk about breakfast sandwiches. I do want to talk about breakfast sandwiches, but I want to talk about the loose meat sandwiches. Because what you made me realize as I was thinking it through is that... Um, you know, the sloppy Joe might be hard to freeze as a sandwich because of the sauce, right? It's a no on sloppy Joe's. And then a sandwich, like a roast beef sandwich with an au on the side or something like that, that you can freeze. Something where you're just slicing meat or like you said, a club or like grilled chicken breast on a roll. And then you can like dress it when you thaw it. I bet that would work nice. Yes. And anything that you would like panini, like those pizza paninis oh, that yes. we did for the make ahead sandwich episode or make ahead sandwich, make ahead lunch episode would be so good. I think one of the key elements of like freezer sandwiches is it has to be a sandwich that you would toast or press before you eat it. It can't be a sandwich you would eat cold. Yes, totally. Okay. okay. You wanted to talk about breakfast sandwiches. Do you want to say anything yeah, in particular well, just, about them? It was actually just a, a breakfast thing in general, which is, I know we're talking about freezer meals for ourselves, for when someone's sick, like maybe you're taking food to a new mom or new parent. Breakfast is one of those things that's like really underrated to bring as a gift to people. When I was at home with my newborns, being able to like grab a breakfast burrito or breakfast sandwich, even if it was like two o'clock in the morning, was one of the greatest gifts that any of my girlfriends brought to me. So I just, that's all I wanted to say about that. Like if you're prepping food to take to a new family, like it doesn't have to be dinner. Breakfast and snack food is very, 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 very welcome. I totally agree. I mean, also let's not forget breakfast for dinner. Breakfast burritos for dinner is like the best. Yes. Okay. So before we dive into more meal ideas, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. If ever there's been a time for us to write a permission slip for all busy parents to go easy on themselves, it's right now. Here, here. And one of our favorite ways to save time, money, and sanity is by doing our shopping online at thrivemarket.com or even better, using the Thrive Market app. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market that offers organic and non-GMO food, non-toxic home products, clean beauty, ethical meat, and sustainable seafood at 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices. Seriously, members save an average of $32 per order. Also, in a time when we're opting for convenience more than we might otherwise, it feels good to know that our groceries are sent with carbon-neutral shipping from zero-waste warehouses. Offsets for the win! Woo! Thrive Market also offers a one-for-one membership matching program where every paid membership sponsors a free one for a low-income family. All that. And did we mention affordable clean wine delivered to your door? (laughs) (laughs) Go to thrivemarket.com backslash didn't I just feed you to give Thrive Market a try. You can choose from a one or 12-month membership option and choose a free gift with up to a $22 value when you join today. 
And don't forget, Thrive Market membership is risk-free. You can cancel within 30 days and get a full refund. So go now, thrivemarket.com backslash didn't I just feed you. Are you picky about jarred pasta sauce? Because if you are, welcome to the club. We can't count the number of times we've talked on the show about how hard it is to find a delicious store-bought jarred sauce. Not only have we found a new favorite, but the best part is it's not just a pasta sauce. Ah, I see what you did there, Megan. Not just. That's the brand name. It is, and for good reason. Not Just is a versatile jarred sauce made with tomatoes and tons of other veggies that you can use in a million ways. It's basically a meal starter. Think dressings, dips, curries, soups, and more. One pantry staple, many meals with searchable recipes on their site to prove it. Also, Not Just sauce has zero grams of added sugar. Instead, it's gently sweetened with beets. But don't worry, the kids will never be able to tell. Not Just is a small, female-founded business run by busy parents just like us, so it's no wonder that they get it. After all, who understands our needs for simple, fresh-tasting pantry basics made with no icky stuff that we can use in lots of ways? All that, and have we mentioned that Not Just is totally delicious? Not Just launched with pasta sauce, but it has other multi-purpose plant-based staples coming out soon. Visit notjust.co to sign up for their newsletter, to keep up with their latest, discover tons of recipes, and of course, to order Not Just sauces straight to your door. Okay, so we started talking about (laughs) freezer meal ideas that aren't casseroles, but can we talk casseroles for a minute? I mean, we'll get Uh, back to not casseroles, but I mean... I feel like casseroles get a bad rap. I'm going to be straight with you. I feel like everyone, like the whole concept of like, Casseroles are only for grandmas. I think that's bullshit. I mean, like, if Big ZD's a casserole, sign me up. Like, I'm a casserole fan. Like, yeah. Or enchiladas. I mean. Yes. I, this right? is what I'm saying. These yes. are all great casseroles. What is the definition of casserole? I don't know. Should we Google it right now? Yeah. So we're real professionals. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what? Let, hold on. Hold on, you guys. Literally. Food cooked slowly in a casserole dish. Uh, I mean, come on. That's so many things. Right? So, all right, let's bring the casserole back. You know what else we said we'd bring back, Megan? We said we'd bring back pasta salad made with long spaghetti. <laughs> so uh, we don't we have the best track failed record. on that we don't, we, But you know what? We didn't even try. We didn't even try that. Casseroles, we're going to do it because we're going to try. Okay. Okay. And you know what I love about casseroles? Okay. So already we've said enchiladas. We've said baked pastas. Any kind of, not any kind, but like chili can become a casserole. Like top it with tots, top it with hash browns. Or fold it into pasta and then you have like chili Fold it into pasta. Top it with cheese. Um, Ground meat. We were just talking about it. Seasoning it. And then you can top it with mashed potatoes and you have a shepherd's pie. I mean, there's just so much. And what I love about this is that you can get your carb, your protein, and if you're clever, your vegetables too, all in one yummy dish. Yes. Which makes your freezer meal extra convenient because having a freezer meal and then needing to think of sides is a bummer. Yeah, I do think if you're making a casserole, it has to include everything. So it's like a one and done dinner. All right. So what other casseroles have I not mentioned? Okay. I think there's sort of this like 
chicken and rice style of casserole. Nice. Yep. We always do broccoli, cheddar cheese, and white rice. But I know that there's like a million variations on it. Don't you have an arrozo con pollo in make and uh, not make it easy? Winner, winner, chicken dinner? I have an arroz con pollo. It doesn't bake. It's a stovetop. But I have a green chili cheesy rice. See? That is the most delicious. And if you took that recipe, which I'm pretty sure I've shared with the Din I Just Feed You community. If not, we will share it again. Yes. It will be in the show notes in some form. If you took like rotisserie chicken from the market and just shredded it and threw that in there, that's a one and done. Yes. Or some of that ground meat that you cooked up. You know, whether chicken or turkey or beef, I think would all go well. That would be delicious, too. Yes. So I think any sort of like rice and protein casserole, it's kind of like you could think of like, what is the starchy business? (laughs) There's like the pasta casseroles, the rice casseroles. And then like, we can't forget that there are also potato casseroles. You already mentioned shepherd's pie. Um, We talked a little bit about like a top casserole, which many people call hot dish pot pies, which are not necessarily potato topped, but then you're getting into like pastry topped. And pot pies are a great thing to stick in the freezer. What else, Phyllis? I think that's good on the casserole front, don't you? I do. I was just like, uh, you know, because we just Googled it. (laughs) You got all kinds of ideas right in front of you. Yes. Well, no. One thing that I saw and I was like, oh, that's really smart is like an alumina, like a sheet, taking a sheet pan dinner, like your favorite sheet pan recipe and assembling it, but like in one of those disposable aluminum pans, veggies on the bottom, maybe your chicken pieces or your sausages or pork chops are like right on top. So everything can cook, like you could cover it with foil, everything can cook to doneness and you can take the top off and broil everything to kind of like crisp it up. That's like a really genius That's freezer meal that so- I have Smart. That reminds me a lot of the stir fry kits, but I haven't done that. And I'm glad you you circled us back there because we didn't talk about sauces. We talked about marinades and how you can um, freeze marinades, but we have a whole sauce episode as well. Yes. And sauces that you can make ahead. A lot of them, by the way, will stay good in the fridge for like three weeks. So you may not even need to freeze it. But a lot of sauces will freeze beautifully as well. And that's always good to have on hand because you just do like a sheet pan meal with like chicken tenders and veggies. And then you have like a yummy ginger soy sauce on the side or peanut sauce that you've made that's just already in waiting. And you serve that as a dipping sauce on the side and it's delicious or drizzle it on top. Yes. We can't stop talking about casseroles and not talk about like egg bakes, whether it's like a frittata or a strata or a quiche. And then also the more like sweet breakfast casseroles. Why am I blinking on what I would call those? Like a baked bread pudding. Strata is savory. Yes. And baked French toast. I yes. don't know. That. Yeah. I don't know. What yeah. is it? A breakfast casserole? I don't know. <laughs> breakfast Bread casserole. Pudding. I'm here for it. Again, breakfast for dinner or breakfast for breakfast. All right. So since we're talking breakfast, what about freezing big batches of muffins, big batches of pancakes, big batches of waffles? Yes. I mean, it do does that. not get easier. <laughs> like, seriously. Yes. And then you just pop it in the oven or the toaster or the microwave. You just reheat it. Kids can do that themselves. And that's another great 
um, breakfast for dinner idea. And if you're worried about like rounding it out, A, don't. B, if you're still worried, (laughs) a hard boiled egg, a smoothie, a piece of fruit on the side, and you're done. It's delicious. Okay. Can we just talk about while we're talking about breakfast and and also the luxury of like, oh, you don't have to worry about breakfast. Remember when we had Cindy Ray on the podcast, I think it was last year, and she suggested preparing cinnamon rolls for the freezer that are like pre-baked. And then you could just like serve up one and she freezes the frosting too. Yes. We should link to that episode in the show notes. Totally. We're really veering up. <laughs> We're like cinnamon rolls. I know. Like, Yay, meals. Okay. Also, we talk every time we talk about meal prep at the kitchen, I'm like the one person who raises my hands in the Zoom meeting and is like, okay, but what about like prep meal prepping cookies? Because I think that that's like a really underrated pleasure is like having frozen cookie dough or frozen desserts in your stash. Like I get that that's that's technically not dinner, although, If you haven't had (laughs) wine and cookies for dinner at least once in the last six months, are you really living through a global (laughs) pandemic? (laughs) Speaking of hearing off. I approve. I co-signed the cookies for dinner. Although I got to tell you, Michael look at me an hour later and be like, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. Yeah. But in that same vein, I prep my favorite biscuit recipe, my buttermilk biscuits from kitchen. I prep those, cut them out, freeze them on a sheet pan, and then put them in a bag for later. Like when we just need maybe four biscuits to go alongside another freezer meal, they're right there at the ready. And you can do that with a lot of other breads too. I also think going back to the sauces thing, if you have some ground meat that's already like seasoned with salt and pepper and biscuits frozen, both of those things are frozen. You've got a meal, especially if you have a little sauce or you get your favorite hot sauce. Like, yeah, that's delish and very simple. Like, you know, that might be more of a Hail Mary dinner for yourself than like giving it to somebody. Biscuits are a beautiful gift, but maybe not with like a bag of ground meat. Um, I don't know. I just didn't quite have the same elegance. Without the explicit instructions with what to do with it. Here's the the meal you repeat when you need to cry in the closet. But, you know, for you, yes, it's great. And what I love about like thinking like that is that it brings us back to our conversation with David Tamarkin. Cook once, eat twice. You don't have to prep a whole big ziti or a whole tray of enchiladas. Instead, you're cooking ground meat tonight for tacos. Well, like double it up, put the ground beef aside. You know, maybe this weekend you're making biscuits for your Saturday morning. Double it up freeze the rest. Now, in phases, you've managed to stash away a night's worth of dinner or two nights worth of dinners. Yes. And if you're like prepping for a kitchen renovation or a new baby and you're in your own home and you're trying to stock your freezer, doing that like intentional leftover strategy over the course of a week or maybe even over the course of two weeks, even if you don't do it every night, it's going to yield you so much food for your freezer with minimal effort. So can we just hang on this for one second? Because I think a lot of people feel like, okay, but then what's the meal? I think some people have an easier time when they think in terms of a meal. That's why a baked ziti or enchiladas is like easy because they're like, I make this meal, I defrost this meal. 
But when you're just cutting up peppers and onions and you're like, oh, all right, I'm here already. Let me cut up extra peppers and onions. I'm I'm browning meat or I'm grilling chicken breast. Another really great thing to freeze. You know, uh, now I have grilled chicken breast and some ground meat in the freezer. That's all well and good. But like, how the hell do I turn that into dinner is where some people get tripped up. So I think adding to that cooking rice, pasta, grains, and double batches and freezing that. Because when you have those carbs and you have those little like things proteins, here and there, proteins and veggies, right, all prepped, you have the makings of a bowl meal. Yeah. Right. And we have a whole episode on bowl meals. A you, soup with a carton of broth from the pantry. There you go. You have soup. What else? Uh, Things that you can just throw together into like a kitchen sink pasta or rice dish. Yeah, a skillet meal. And of course, you know, we love to top those kinds of things with cheese and then just tuck them under the broiler. Dinner's done. And you have one pan to clean up. Yep. Beautiful. And then with sauces, too. If you've frozen those sauces, you you have a nice way to like bring it all together. Sauces, whatever fresh herbs you have on hand that you can just quickly like, you know, cut up with kitchen shears. It really doesn't have to be fancy. Yes. And a sauce like brings all those bits and bobs together so that you could make sort of like a casserole or a shepherd's pie or a pot pie. Like take that ground beef and with a little bit of sauce and those veggies that you prepped, like put some biscuits on top and you have like a Philly cheesesteak casserole. Totally. So thinking within your like own, what do what does your family like to eat? If you kind of think about that and work backwards from it. Like my family loves skillet pasta. So if I prep pasta and ground beef and peppers, it's really easy to pull that together on a Hail Mary kind of night. Quesadillas too. I mean, my kids love quesadillas. You can freeze prepped quesadillas or you can take all those bits and bobs of prepped things that you've been collecting in the freezer and throw them in between two tortillas with cheese. I cannot believe we've actually gone through a whole episode of freezer meal ideas and not talked about the fact that we have a whole freezer episode about what we have stocked in our freezer. And the idea that you can freeze cheese is one of our favorites. And quesadillas are a great place to use that frozen cheese. You don't even have to thaw if it's already shredded. Absolutely. It's so good. Um, I also can't believe we didn't talk about meatballs. Oh, yes. Okay. I wanted to talk about meatballs and the idea that you could also make like a big Sunday sauce and freeze it too. Yes. A hundred percent. So you can cook, you can prep meatballs in various stages, right? You can cook them and then freeze them. You can just prep them and freeze them raw. You want to just do it like on a tray. So they freeze individually, then throw them in a bag or you can cook them in sauce And then freeze the sauce and the meatballs all together. Yes. It all is delicious. Meatballs. (laughs) We have a whole episode about meatballs. Okay, somehow meatballs got me thinking about Sunday sauce, slow simmered sauce, slow cooker meals. Because there's a lot of stuff that you can make. People call them, and I hate this expression, dump dinners. Where you like, I can't deal with that. (laughs) It's like, it really, really has a different connotation to me. But anyway... (laughs) We may not be on the same page about a box breeder, but we're on the same page about dump dinners. (laughs) Um, 
So the cool thing about slow cooker meals is that you can freeze them if you want to in those like slow cooker bags and then just literally lower it into the pot. And the same thing with instant pot dinners and let it cook all day. I feel like that's a little bit less instant gratification than a lot of the other things we've already talked about. But I I have this like baked potato soup on the kitchen, which I love to prep for the freezer and then just throw into the slow cooker before I go to work for the day. Any sort of like riff on, like you mentioned already, like a French dip kind of Mm -hmm. meat where you freeze the meat and the broth. You can freeze them separately. And then you just dump all of that into the slow cooker and toast buns and dinner's done. Um, What are some other ideas of things you can freeze and then cook in your Instant Pot or slow cooker? I'll tell you. One of them is just like a vegetable curry. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've only done this once, but cutting the cauliflower just like into quarters or eighths into like basically big wedges, draining two cans of chickpeas, throwing that in the bag as well. And then, you know, it can either be if you have like a pre-made curry sauce that you love putting that in there. We're not worried the same way about freezing with the sauce because we don't have meat. So the vegetables are going to be just fine and they're going to hold up to the sauce. Or you can even just do your own, like a little bit of honey, some curry powder, a little paprika, a little cayenne, you know, whatever you would season it with. And then you would dump that into the slow cooker with some chicken broth or coconut milk or a combination. I'm so glad you said that and mentioned like vegetarian meal ideas because Tofu is actually one of those proteins that's texture is improved by freezing and thawing. Yes. I don't know oh why. My gosh. I don't yes. know what the magic of it is, but whether you're like throwing it into that slow cooker curry or you're going to quickly um, stir fry it like in a stir fry kit, tofu, freeze it. Freeze it at, at all the time. <laughs> right. You've talked about this, how you'll freeze it gently and then barbecue it. Put it, throw it on the yes. grill. Yes. Um, another vegetarian idea, falafel. Is another yeah, thing that you can prep one. kind of the way you prep meatballs. So yes. I haven't actually done this, people. We can look on the internet to find. We'll put something in the show notes. But my guess is that you can take your chickpea mixture, prep it, roll it up into balls, and then freeze it. And then take it right from the freezer and either throw it into the oven at a high heat and spray it with oil so it gets nice and crispy. Or if you're a deep fryer, you can deep fry it or air fryer it. Um That would be my first pass at giving falafel a try from the freezer. I think it works. I've actually never done it with falafel, falafel, but I have a chickpea nugget recipe on kitchen, which we prep ahead. Like I'll meal prep those and freeze them. Do you cook cook them them first? I don't. I freeze them in their patties with their breadcrumb coating. Then I move them to a bag and then for like lunches on the weekend or for a quick dinner, I'll pull them out. I like to air fry them right now, but in the past I've just baked them. Okay. So you mentioned patties. We've talked about meatballs. We've talked about loose ground meat, but it is making me think also that we should just be explicit about the fact that sometimes just changing up the form (laughs) can actually lead to different meal ideas because that makes me think of meatloaf. Yes. Meatloaf is actually a great for the freezer. The one thing is then you still have to figure out sides, but maybe you've, you know, you have some steam and bag green beans, some of those frozen biscuits you can bake along the, alongside the meatloaf. And then that would make a complete meal. Totally. 
And then also patties, like if you take ground beef and then you have prepped burgers, but also sausage patties that can become, you know, like a sausage and pepper sandwich or be tucked into your breakfast for dinner sandwich. Man, I'm thinking of your, is it a cheddar chicken burger in winter, winter chicken dinner? Yeah, that would be so good for the freezer. Yes. And we already have that recipe up. We'll link to it. Okay, excellent. So... Another thing that made me, that makes me think of, since you're mentioning Winner Winner Chicken Dinner, the best book for back to school season ever. <laughs> um, okay, so this isn't in the rest, in the book, but it's making me think about just pausing for a minute on chicken breast. I mentioned in passing freezing grilled chicken breast. Yes, do that. It can go onto like a cob salad, a salad. It can go in quesadillas. It can be like diced and thrown into soups. And also stuffed and rolled chicken breasts. Yeah. The thing I like about this is that you get your protein and your veggie in one little neat package. So it's a tiny bit fussier to prep, but really not that much if you just split a chicken breast right down the middle. And actually, I will say for real, in Winter Winter Chicken Dinner, I teach you all about like cutting chicken in all different ways very practically. So this there is a step-by-step on how to butterfly a chicken breast. And then you just stuff it with like, you know, spinach that you've sauteed and then mashed together with some like soft, yummy cheese or even just frozen spinach that's been defrosted. And then wrap it real tight, freeze it up, and that can go straight onto the grill or straight into the pan or oven. Yes. Like a chicken cordon bleu even is good for the freezer. Yes, totally. So I have another thought. Okay. We're talking about stuffing things. How about stuffed cabbage? It's like a nice fall day here in New York City. Stuffed cabbage sounds so yummy. Yeah. It's a little work Um, intensive. A little work intensive. Although that makes me think if you're ever going to try your hand at homemade egg rolls or homemade pot stickers, those are the kinds of meals that like you're putting in so much effort when you feel energized and inspired to do it. You might as well double the batch, freeze half for another night when you're like, ain't nobody cooking. Totally. That's so smart. And those are really fun things to do with kids, actually. So like, that's fun. If you get together, you find a nice dumpling recipe. You do that with the kids. Like, do it. Do it right. Make a huge bash. (laughs) It's a lot of work. And then freeze it, you know. And I think that those things also are really fun for quick lunches if you have kids home from remote school. Yes. I want to give a shout out to one more vegetarian meal. Stuffed potatoes. Okay. Okay, so have you ever done this twice baked potato? Yes, right? So you bake a baked potato. I mean, you bake a potato. (laughs) You bake your baked potato. (laughs) You cut it open. You take the filling. You mash it up maybe. Like, I've only done it enchilada style. So, like, I'll rinse uh, canned black beans, and I'll mash it with the sweet potato filling. I'll put some, like, cumin, some garlic powder. I'll even add a little bit of shredded cheese into that. Stuff it back in the pepper top it with more cheese and then wrap it really tightly in in saran wrap and freeze it just like that. Pop it out. It goes right into the freezer and you have like a twice baked potato. So smart. So you could do that as an entree, but you could also do it as a side, right? If you were going to do a meatloaf and just do a a classic twice baked potato. Yes. A beautiful thing. And we didn't talk about chicken nuggets and we didn't talk about (laughs) 
pizza, <laughs> which is like, I'm not letting us sign off without talking about those Okay. Can we just be like, we have episodes on both of those. Go listen. Yes. I'm a little bit kidding. It's like the pot sticker thing a little bit. Like if you're going to make homemade chicken nuggets, you might as well make a double batch and freeze the breaded chicken, like freeze it on parchment line sheet pan and then move it to a bag. And then you can pop those into your air fryer, into a preheated oven, anytime the mood strikes. As far as pizza, I don't. I know that there are instructions for making like your own freezer pizza. I've never done it, but I do like to make a double batch of my favorite pizza dough recipe and freeze pizza dough for future pizzas. I do too, but I will tell you, I've done it a couple of times where you actually like prep the pizza. So you stretch out the yeah. dough, you put on the tomato sauce, you layer on the cheese. And at that point, you can freeze it. And I will say, because you mentioned the work intensiveness, but those make good gifts for families where maybe yeah. if a parent is just super busy, overwhelmed, not feeling well, having another baby, if they already have kids, having homemade, like pre-made pizza and chicken nuggets or fish sticks in the freezer already is such a like gift on those nights that are just I'm too so much. glad you said that because you know what you could also freeze and is less effort, but is still that same like, oh, you just took care of another parent who really needs it like mini bagel bites or even doing English muffin pizzas that they can just like pop in a toaster oven. Yes. yes. So smart. So many good ideas. I feel like we could just do a follow-up episode to this. But instead, you know what? (laughs) I think that our listeners group is going to pick up on this and run with it. Listen, we said at the top of the episode, there are quite a few threads on this subject in the listeners group. So if you're not already there, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) And by that, she means please visit us and subscribe. Yeah, let me try again. Let me try again. (laughs) Be sure to find us on Instagram and Facebook where we are at. Didn't I just feed you? We also would really love to have you in our private listeners group on Facebook where you can join with the code word whiskey or by telling us your favorite cocktail. And don't forget to subscribe to Din I Just Feed You right here, wherever you're listening so you don't miss an episode. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed. Until next week. My favorite kind of food is Probably bacon, which I'm kind of sad about bacon because I like pigs, but I feel very sad that people turn pigs into bacon.